Well, hey there, fellow Sojourners, and welcome back to another edition of Appropriate in the Culture. On today's episode, we discuss the consequences of the last acceptable form of racism. I'm Pastor Shane, and I'll be a honky today as we appropriate some culture. So parts of the alleged manifesto of the trans shooter in Nashville who went around executing children at a private Christian school was recently released, appearing first on Louder with Crowder. Here's a portion of it. Audrey, kill those kids, three exclamation points, those crackers going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their M dash 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 daddy's mustangs and convertibles you little shit i wish to shoot you weak with your mop yellow hair wanna kill all you little crackers again bunch of little with your white privileges Fuck you now, clearly, this person was mentally unwell, and mental illness is a growing epidemic in this country. But perhaps even more troubling is the manifesto is in some sense merely a regurgitation of the zeitgeist. The ideology of anti-white racism is not relegated to the killer's manifesto. It's everywhere. It is the last acceptable form of racism. Here's another excerpt from the manifesto. Whiteness is a public health crisis. It shortens life expectancies. It pollutes air. It constricts equilibrium. It devastates forests. It melts ice caps. It sparks and funds wars. It flattens dialects. It infests consciousness. And it kills people. White supremacy is a virus that, like other viruses, will not die until there are no bodies left for it to infect, which means the only way to stop it is to locate it, isolate it, extract it, and kill it. Oh, sorry, no, that was from an article in The Root. Now, I'm sure the author of that piece makes a distinction between whites and white people, but it just so happens that white people contain a lot of whiteness. Emily Goldstein echoes that sentiment in her article in The Thought Catalog with her column, Yes, diversity is about getting rid of white people, and that's a good thing. But those are fringe publications. More mainstream outlets wouldn't suggest that white people shouldn't exist, but simply that white people's stuff should be taken. Like this article from Yahoo. Take things from white people. Opinion. Perhaps the best way to counter the opposition to affirmative action, reparations, and every black movement for justice and equality is to culturally appropriate America's tradition of state-sponsored strong-arming. And the New York Times argues that we need black majority states, probably because that's worked out so well for black majority cities. Or here's an article from CNN. There's nothing more frightening today than an angry white man. Not true. Angry green man is more frightening, and you wouldn't like it. Al Jazeera also weighs in on the state of white, saying abolishing whiteness has never been more urgent. Which makes sense because according to Yahoo News, white supremacy is the root of all race-related violence in the U.S. So when a black person attacks an Asian person, the encounter is fueled perhaps by racism, but very specifically by white supremacy. Right. Exactly. If a white person commits a racial crime, it's white supremacy, and if a black person commits a racial crime, it's white supremacy. It's always heads I win, tails you lose. I'll show you how that works. See if you can spot the subtle difference in these stories. My ancestors rolling in their graves, white woman wins 2023 Miss Universe Zimbabwe over melanated candidates. Versus 
First black woman crowned Miss Ireland in history-making win. A white woman winning Miss Zimbabwe is not historic, I guess. It's just lamentable. Anti-white racism is openly promoted in our media, and it's in academia. A professor was fired for faking data to prove lynching makes whites want longer sentences for blacks, and six studies were retracted. Falsifying data to make white people appear worse. The Dixon College newspaper put out this thoughtful piece, Should White Boys Still Be Allowed to Talk? And that's apparently a strong argument because, for example, a nationally ranked high school debater used that argument to suggest that their team should win the debate because the other team had a white debater on it. They have a white debater on their team, which inherently means they have more whiteness than us. We obviously know that JJ is not white. It's pretty obvious. Go down onto our pick. We give you three words why we subsume all of their protests and affirm their protests. In a pick, what it means is you are furthering their cause just minus the whiteness. As Rebecca is a vehicle for this movement, we say whiteness means really bad for representation in queer people, and it's a bad form of furthering this protest. The best way to further the protest is to vote for our pick and to affirm it, but minus the whiteness. They say that we're taking over. JJ's labor, but first, this is a new response. If they read this response before, we probably would have read a cap pay about how you can't like use labor across identity lines. That's a really bad thing to do. Second, how picks work is you affirm their protest. We're not taking over their labor. It's just a technicality of debate. Then they say that it's trans exclusion. No, couple responses that they dropped from Sanji. One, our constructive speech was about personal experiences, about our identity. We are not comfortable discussing our sexuality on a live stream with 130 people. Second, we say that like um, them telling us how we should represent our advocacy feeds into our link about racism because a white person and someone on a white team should never be telling two women of color how they should be furthering their advocacy. That's an independent link into our whiteness argument that gets dropped. You can drop them right now. They say we should have read things about the, about the Hall of Shame. It's an identity cave. We are not trans debaters. We don't, don't want to do that. Also, they don't put anything about women of color or queer women of color in their case, which means they also link it to the exclusion. There's no independent offense off of this. Then, at the bottom, all these stuff about the Louisville Project, their racist rhetoric and using the black labor as a way to further their advocacy is inherently racist as an independent reason to drop them. They say JJ wrote the argument, but no, Rebecca is a vehicle of the movement. You should never use a white person who is saying the Louisville Project and using it as an example of their advocacy in order to further a movement. Them using black suffering to advance in the tournament is just a bad thing to do. Then they say that, oh, um, that, that it's just an example. A white person just shouldn't use a black person's suffering as an example of their advocacy. That's inherently a racist thing to do, and it's too late to respond to this argument in final focus, and it's the largest dropped argument. There's also another dropped argument that links into racism about how they're telling us how to represent our advocacy. And that shouldn't be surprising that a high schooler would view that as a valid argument, since critical race theory is being promulgated throughout public education. But it's not just education, it's not just media, it's also our government. The California legislature has pushed a bill mandating that judges consider race in sentencing. Because when we say we want justice to be blind, we mean not that blind. An elected representative couldn't contain his joy that his district has fewer white people in it. I have the distinct honor to be able to come before you and say I actually lost white population in my community. <laughs> I lost them. They left. They left. I didn't ask them why. They left. So if you see one or two or three or four or five whites in my neighborhood, they're passing through. <laughs> so. The fact that an elected representative is so open in his hostility toward white people is indicative of where we are in the culture. 
There's no fear, and why should there be? It's perfectly acceptable to be racist against white people, which is why those sentiments are being broadcasted everywhere. I really had enough of this whole life, so I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. Every white man, woman, and child alive on this planet, all you motherfuckers need to die, all of you do. We need to go for a global, recessive genetic purge by any means necessary. Every last one of you white man, woman, and child on this planet need to die. If you are not black, if your skin is not brown, if you are not melanated, then you do not have the right to come under my videos talking back to my people. Your opinions are not wanted, nor are they relevant. So why do you feel like you need to come and keep saying something to my people? You need to ask me my permission before you speak or comment on my videos. You come under my video and say, Lord, may I please have your permission to say something then you wait for me to give you my permission before you start tapping, moving your little pasty fingers around on my page. You people have been talking way too much for way too long, and your time is officially up. It is black power forever. Where are white people superior at? <laughs> what exactly are white people superior at? They're real good at violence. Violence. Genocide. It's like stealing people's lives just because they feel like it. If you are white and you know this is happening and you say nothing, then you're a killer too. What exactly are white people superior at? Insecurity. Pretending. Fear. Being fearful of nothing. Being ignorant. Blame. Letting their egos control their every move. Superior at being dicks. What exactly are white people superior at? Oppression. Gaslighting. Lack of empathy. Intellectualizing oppression. Did I say oppression? What exactly are white people superior at? Taking what's not there. Taking shit. Taking our ideas. Copycatting. Gentrification. Appropriating things that do not belong to them. Taking over other people's cultures and making you believe that they invented it. Maybe they're thinking of it as repurposing. It's like recycle and repurpose. As my grandma would say, the white folk, they'll take it if you don't copyright it. They are very good at destruction of land, destruction of people, destruction of humanness. Republican, whether you're Democrat, whether you're conservative, like white people are really good at upholding white supremacy. How about claiming that, you know, they are actually a whole separate race when actually white DNA comes from the black female? So what exactly are white people superior? Honey, lying, stealing and cheating. Manipulation. Withholding information. Lying. Telling lies. Okay. This isn't like full shade towards you. I just see a lot of comments like this and this was the most recent one. So I'm just responding to this one. When white people say like this, it isn't the serve they think it is. Like you're a part of the problem, fix your people, bro. Like when white people are like, I'm white and white people do suck. Yeah, you're probably a part of those said white people. So do something about it. The also, I hate when white people try to validate me. Like they're literally like, I'm white. Bro, I don't know if you noticed, but I don't need validation from white people. Like, that's the last thing I need in my life. Like, I feel like white people always try, but they miss. Like, and I feel bad for y'all. Not that bad, though, because your ancestors suck and you're stinky and evil. But bad enough where I want to call you out and tell you not to leave comments like this because it's crusty. Anyways, for all the bleach demons willing to learn, I see you. You're not as bad as the rest. Now you could say, well, there's a lot of loons on the internet, which is true. But the question is about extent and permissibility. So for instance, Facebook has faced pressure to change its colorblind hate speech algorithms. Again, colorblind hate speech algorithm. The algorithm did not discriminate based on the race to which the hate speech was directed. But Facebook changed the algorithm after facing backlash. And why? 
because, quote, 90% of hate speech algorithms were detecting and removing content directed towards white people and men. Ah, so if a disproportionate number of hate speech toward white men is removed, it's not because there's a disproportionate amount of hate speech directed at white men on social media. It must be a problem with the colorblind algorithm. And so Facebook's solution was to adjust the algorithm and make it not colorblind. In December 2020, Facebook stopped automatically removing hate speech directed towards white people. But again, that's just social media. How about legacy media? Don't, don't be worried about it because I get out the chains, I get free, I save my wife, and I kill all the white people in the movie. How great is that? I mean, I guess it's great if you're racist and genocidal. That was on national television, NBC. And we all know that there is no way that joke would be acceptable if it were directed at any other race. And that's the point. That's the problem. Every race has races in it. Every race has loons. The problem is not repudiating racism. The problem is our culture has taken on an acceptable form of racism. And that double standard is internalized. For instance, take this sociological experiment. I'm glad that we all strongly agree. I am proud to be white. Three, two, one. Just be in the middle. Yeah. Can there be a middle? <laughs> all right. No. Yeah, pick a side. Pick a side. I don't know what side to pick. Don't pick it. Don't hate you guys. I don't. I almost went there too. It's like. I think so like hard. guiltily like. I'm like happy that I'm not oppressed, but I'm not proud of like things people have done in the past. When I, when I think of being proud of something, I think of something I worked for. Anti-white racism is so prevalent in our culture, so acceptable in our culture, that white people have internalized it and to such an extent that whites will self-flagellate because of their whiteness and even pay for the privilege of being called a racist. Like this white guilt struggle session. Actually, Margaret, you didn't say yours. What? Your racist thing. Thing that you've done. Thought about or I done. Or... You have yeah. something inside of you that's not quite, like, that's racist. So you must have, you must have examples in your own life. Well, I also work in environmental engineering. I have absolutely no people of color or minimal people of color, possibly with exclusion of being slightly Hispanic. Sayura doesn't like her attitudes. I can say a racist thing you've done because it just happened. When you just talked to me the way you just did, this is how white women talk to us all the time. These are microaggressions. When I say the exact same thing to my white girlfriend who says the same exact thing. I don't care if you talk to everybody like that. Okay. Right? The way you just spoke to me was straight up white supremacy. You actually just answered with racism. White supremacy so is said to be hidden in innocuous phrases and banal behavior. The smallest things could be considered racist. It's enough that a person from a minority group feels insulted. Absolutely. Sounding terribly white. I don't know that I was all that racist to start with, but I also would be more aware or hyper aware 
of my thoughts or reactions to circumstances that would be racist. And the genuinely worst part about this is it extends even to our churches. Here's a video from a church stream put out on Juneteenth. Are black. We thrive anywhere under any conditions. We are not broken. We are honed. The fittest survivors. We do all of this with a world working against us. Imagine what we will be when that is no longer the case. Open your eyes. Look at your hands. Turn them over and marvel at your melanin. It protects you from the sun. It signals to the world the wonder you are. Black. And here's a church leader explaining black Christianity. The reason why people assert that Christianity is a white man's religion is because of the arrogance of whiteness. We have to think about when this nation is being constructed, in our pledge, pledge of allegiance is one nation under God. On our money is in God we trust. And so the arrogance of whiteness is to put Christ as a cloak over the actual inhumane ways that this nation was organized, but it makes them feel better, yeah. right? Uh, I'll give a non-biblical example. Uh, there are a few different kinds of mac and cheese. There's Kraft, Easy Mac, mac and cheese. There's baked mac and cheese that goes in the oven. Kraft Easy Mac is in a little blue box. Probably cost you about two, three dollars. You pour it on the top, stove top, add whatever they add, and all of a sudden you've got some runny Easy Mac. Or your family and them, your mama and them, your grandmama and them will cut up some sharp cheddar cheese and, and, and make sure that they have the macaroni noodles and, and make sure it goes in the oven and pulls it out. Now, if you encounter somebody on your job who wants to do a potluck and folks sign up for what they want to bring and somebody raises their hand and says, I'll bring the mac and cheese, I would wager that black folks are going to assume it's going to look one way and other folks are going to assume it's going to look another way. If Kraft Easy Mac shows up in the Tupperware, you're going to be mad. But they're both called mac and cheese. Neither person is incorrect in what they call it, but they are very different consistencies, very different experiences, very different traditions, and you can't go and buy uh, oven mac and cheese in one package. And so similarly to the point of Christianities, there are varying ways that Jesus has been packaged. 
And I want to suggest to us that white Christianity is easy, Mac. It's easy to do. You put it on top. You stir it up a little bit. In God we trust. One nation under God. And everything else that you do, you hide behind that label. But black Christianity requires some sweat and requires some recipes that have been passed down verbally and not written down. Requires some ways of figuring out the real, real and presenting that to our people. And so what I want to offer is the reason why folks think it's the white man's religion is because the white man has been arrogant enough to suggest that the only kind of mac and cheese is Easy Mac. When we know that baked mac and cheese exists and tastes better. Well, there's black Christianity and white Christianity. And oh, by the way, black Christianity is better. No, there is only Christianity. Because in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. There is one Lord, not black Jesus and white Jesus. There is one faith, not black faith and white faith. There is one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in all. All racism is evil and abhorrent. And the church better be clear about that, because the world certainly isn't. All right, that'll do for today. As usual, if you like what we're doing here, subscribe, share, and like. And I'm pleased to announce that my latest book, Six Rounds for the Witching Hour, is available for order on Amazon. You can find the link to that in the show notes as well. And you're going to want to do that because if we move 100 units within the first few weeks of release, I pledge to watch and review A.D. for Brady. Here's a taste of the trailer. Game's about to start. Oh. There's Tom. Oh, oh, what a beautiful man. I like Gronkowski. We know, Chris. We've all read your Gronk erotica. It's not erotica. It's fan fiction. Very sexy fan fiction. By far the worst manifesto out there. Anyway, I'll see you next time for more Appropriate in the Culture. Mm -hmm.